welcome to the Overdue Podcast, Episode 21. I'm Kelly, and with me today are my fellow librarians, Erica. Hello. Mark. Hello. Dana. Hi there. And our guests today, also Madison College librarians, Matthew. Yo. And Chris. Hello. Great. Welcome. Matthew and Chris are with us today because we are talking about the Oscars, and they are big movie fans, so this should be a lot of fun. Also on the podcast, Chris will tell us about Stream, and we have a pre-recorded interview with Student Life about the alternative spring break coming up in March. We will have trivial observations with Mark on, I'm sure, something about movie-related, and of course we'll have our Anything Goes recommendations. All right, so let's just jump right in Mm -hmm. with all the controversies about the Oscars this year, uh, the ceremony. What did you think of it? I I thought it was actually really wonderful to have it without a host. Um, yeah, I thought too, yeah. it was smooth. It went, it, it, you know, having Queen open was pretty sweet, and mm-hmm. I think they should do that every year. <laughs> yeah, maybe not Queen, but like a, yeah, right, <laughs> a musical opening, which I know they do. But I thought it, it it lent for like a really easy to watch Oscars. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess a lot of people thought it was going to be a disaster, but mm-hmm. it wasn't at all. I thought it was perfectly fine without a host. Although, having the night before watched the Independent Spirit Awards, I would love to see Aubrey Plaza. Right. She uh, be the funny. host. That, yeah, it would be, that would be a crazy um, Oscar ceremony. That would be yes. hilarious. Although, I did hear that at the end it sort of wrapped, because I unfortunately was not able to watch, um, start to finish anyway, but, um, but the end segment was just Julia Roberts, right? Right. Wrapping it up and was kind of like, okay, that's it. Yep. And, um, not that there needs to be a long wrap-up, but right. um, I read somewhere that that was, you know, different from yeah. what had happened before. What but, about you, Matthew? Did you have thoughts? Well, for a long time, the Oscars has been, people say that it does shouldn't matter anymore, it doesn't matter anymore, mm-hmm. that the Golden Globe steals its thunder. But mm-hmm. I think the very fact that there's been a year of there's controversies that happened months and months before is kind of a signal that this is it's still culturally important mm-hmm. um, to me the, the sort of the ridiculous thing is everybody worries about how long it should be and mm-hmm. it needs to be shorter well the the people who are watching it don't want it to be any shorter you no know? Mm-hmm. right and and what's good about it for me is you know listening to people's acceptance speeches at least the good ones and so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting because it's culture, you know, you see these cultural touchstones about diversity and so forth. And, I, you know, it's, it's great that people are paying attention to that stuff, but, um, you know, the, the diehards are going to watch it either way. Right. Well, and I think they made a good decision because with regard to what you're saying about the timing of it, I a hundred percent agree. Like I'm going to watch it, whether it's three hours or three and a half hours, I'm not going like, to yeah. turn it off, you know, cause I've already right. committed to oh, it. It's time um, to go. But you know, I know there was the other controversy of like, Oh, well we won't show the, like the cinematography. Yeah, and that's it's like, terrible. Yeah. the cinematography is what makes a movie. Yeah. So I'm really glad yep. that they, especially cinematography that Roma won, which yeah. was excellent. And mm-hmm. so glad that one. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, you know, the fact that that was even on the table anywhere was a mistake, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that they... Yeah. Part of me changed. wonders, do they just throw out these, you know, comments and controversies just to try to, you know, get people more interested? Up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> because it's not like... Well, I don't know. I, I don't have any <laughs> facts, but about viewership, it seems like it's still... Well, I think well, it's up slightly this year. Popular, it it, it yeah. was up slightly, but it has been on the, on the, the downtick. Yeah, yeah. The, the 
was last summer they actually announced that they were going to um, have the new category, the best popular film, oh, yeah. which didn't happen. It turned out that the the winner was essentially the, except for well between that and Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of yeah. the popular choices yeah. anyway. Right. But I think opening up that space, I mean, they've already, you know, expanded it over the last 10 years from 5 to 9 or 10, depending on, you know, what they have, you know, maybe expanding how they determine what best picture is, you know, whether it's popular or cinematic, like, you know, they naturally get in there then, like, Black Panther was there, you know, and there for a reason, Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Right. Yeah. To me, when they mess with that stuff, it's sort of like corking the ball in baseball, you know. Right. Because this this a long established thing, and so if you mess with uh, all the categories every year, at least talk about it, then you know you're sort of changing what it means to win, and yeah. they just I leave mean, it alone. I, I was used to tune in for whatever the opening uh-huh. number was with say the Billy Crystal years or whatever. Sure. They have like jokey mm-hmm. songs. Oh, yeah. and I didn't even see the beginning this year. I didn't. Right. I saw after the fact that Queen played, oh. but. Um, I started at 5 o'clock with the red carpet on E, so. <laughs> which brings us to the next topic. Um, any thoughts on fashion? Wait, um, can we go back to favorite moments? Yep. Yeah, oh, we kind of... Yeah, sorry. Sure. Over that. <laughs> well, nobody was saying anything, so I thought oh. I was going to move well, on. <laughs> so. I, I had one at the beginning, uh, uh, middle, and and the beginning, the queen opening. Sure. Um, and then, uh, also with music, um, mm. I thought Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga really Agreed. sold yep. that song. I, you know, as far as like performances live, mm-hmm. sure. And then at the um, near the very end, um, I was really touched by Olivia Coleman's. I, mm. I, I, yes, you know, she seemed very, very nervous and real shocked. And, uh, I don't yeah. think she yeah. expected that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people expected uh, Glenn Close. So, yeah. yeah, she's naturally hilarious. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, yeah, I had seen her on a British talk show. Yeah, I have, I have two. I guess they're kind of okay. in the middle. Um, when the folks won for period end of sentence, I thought that was a oh, fantastic sure. moment. Yeah. I always love seeing the shorts win because you know it's not routine for them. Not that it's always routine for folks. Obviously, right. people like Olivia Coleman, for example, are are shocked still. Mm-hmm. But you know. They're up there. They're getting this moment with their mm-hmm. film that's hard, yeah. difficult to produce. And the mm-hmm. fact that they were like, you know, I can't believe a film that about a menstruation. What? You know? yeah. That was very so funny. So great. And then um, second, I thought when Spike Lee jumped into Samuel L. Jackson's arms, yes. it was that was <laughs> so amazing <laughs> and powerful and so well deserved. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, mine's Melissa McCarthy coming out in, in the gown with the, the bunnies on it, which I had actually read uh, the costume designer from The Favorite was offended. Oh, <laughs> I, think it, I were, guess there's been a, yeah. a few um, there, costume people that have yes. come out and said, yeah, they were so, offended. But I thought it was funny as a as a gag. Yes. It was mm-hmm. good. <laughs> and then, you know, the rabbit trying to yeah, open the envelope. Yeah, exactly. Quite yeah. the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth the backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said, I was not able to tune in, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I guess um, I don't have a favorite moment. Okay. I have to be a qualified watcher, I think, before I can have a favorite sure. moment. Sure. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I have a little asterisk, asterisk next to my favorite moment, which was also okay. the Spike Lee speech. Mm-hmm. Just that last year, Jordan Peele won for Best Screenplay and didn't win for Best Director. And yeah. I know you want to talk about disappointments that... <laughs> Spike Lee didn't win for um, Best Director, and 
I, d- I didn't think this was his best film. You know, I'd much rather see him win for Malcolm X or do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But still, it, it was great to see how excited he was yeah. to finally be uh, recognized. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, so fashion. Any thoughts on fashion? Fashion. Well, there's always thoughts on fashion. <laughs> I, and it's funny how I did not watch the, um, the Oscars, at least not from start to finish, like I said before. Um, but on Monday morning, I was definitely oh, yeah. looking definitely. at you know the fashion magazine um, websites just to see who was best and worst dressed. And there's you know a lot of discussion around Billy Porter's outfit. Sure. Um, and I, which what I didn't know when I saw um, you know images um, of the night uh, was that the designer is actually Christian Siriano, who was one of the designers from Project Runway. Oh, okay. And one of my favorites at the time. And, and it's been a long time since I've watched Project Runway, so it was cool to see that name out there and that he, you know, has sort of made it, I guess. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an unusual um, outfit for the Oscars, right? Because right. it's a combo. If you didn't um, see it, if you saw, I saw it on TV and I just mm-hmm. saw the top. So I, yeah. I wasn't tuned in for the whole red carpet thing, but mm-hmm. I saw the top, and I didn't realize that the bottom was this billowing yeah. thing. Gown, yeah. I mean, it looked really cool from yeah. the waist up, too. But Yeah, and it's not just a gown. It's I mean, I, I, I imagine it was like a hoop skirt right. sort of you yeah. know, structure underneath. And, um, yeah, so the construction of it, I'm sure... You know, probably took like a year or something crazy yeah. like that, but there were a lot it was of, really cool. There were a lot of structure type pieces of yeah. gowns this mm-hmm. year, regardless, um, that I thought were pretty interesting, like big billowing things, yeah. whether it be skirts yeah. like the one Billy was wearing or um, some of the, the, the women too. It's sort like of that. height wise, not just wide, but height. Yeah. 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 Um, and the other um, sort of standout moment for me, and I think it's because. You know, very few people like yellow, so they don't feel the same way. But Constance Wu's gown, because yeah. it, it, you know, it's such a saturated yellow, but the fabric and like the texture of it, it's just very light and airy to me. Um, but again, I, I really like yellow. I've even made the mistake of painting my family room yellow, <laughs> um, and then you know regretted it because it's too much. But I, I think it was a bright spot for sure. Yeah. Outside of that, there was a lot of pink and red at mm-hmm. this Oscars. It was right. um, a lot it was, of pink. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot pink. pink. Um, unique pinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Well, my favorite dress was Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, it was very different. And um, for the gentleman, I'll go with uh, uh, Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. aka Kyle oh, Drago. Yeah. Yeah. He was wearing Kyle a Drago. dusty pink velvet tux. And he was also wearing a scrunchie on his wrist that was the same color for his hair. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that man is so secure with yeah. himself, yes. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, the, him and his wife, uh, Lisa Bonet, they were probably the my favorite best-dressed couple. They're great. So I, I love, love her. them. Yeah. I love them together, too. And... Isn't it easier to be secure when you're like 6'6", six, six, well, exactly. 285? Six, but he carried off wearing a velvet pink tux, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd say mauve. Mauve. Yeah, mauve. you're right. Mauve. Okay. Um, and remind me, Emma Stone's gown was that bronze. Yes, bronze it was like a rust color, rust and it was almost like it looked kind of like fish scales or something, yeah. and metallic-y. Yeah. And it just it looked incredible. Right. And so, just for to wrap up, um, were there any disappointments? I I, <laughs> I guess there's a lot of people that are very disappointed about Green Book winning. Um, oh yeah. I think they um, they missed the boat on that. Yeah. I is anybody familiar with what happened in 1990 with Spike Lee? Um, 
and I had forgotten that whole controversy. Um, Driving Miss Daisy won, mm-hmm. and uh, Kim uh, Basinger came out and said that Do the Right Thing should have been nominated, and it was a big moment of like there was a lot of quiet, uh, quiet mm-hmm. applause and uh, very well, awkward. I, I believe Spike said afterwards, after he had uh, cooled down <laughs> a little bit, uh, that uh, he should have known that any film with somebody driving somebody around was going <laughs> to win. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's very yeah, it's a very. Um, Ironic that that happened again. Basically, from what I've read, I haven't seen the Green Book. Um, the same, it's the same film as Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, see, I haven't the same, seen it either. The same, so okay. you know, issues and formulaic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had also read. I haven't. It was the only of the nominated films I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, but I had read that um, a lot of people thought that a lot more could have been done with the premise of the Green Book, mm-hmm. um, that the book that existed during the time, and uh, as, you know, a, a safe tour yeah, guide. Yeah, I agree. I think the film could have, I mean, there's probably a lot that could be said about this that would be its own podcast, but I think agreed that they could have just made a different film, and it would have probably had to have been made by someone else. But mm. um, the, the book itself and that that whole history, I think, would have been a much more interesting film. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that uh, Rami Malek made, uh, got Best Actor, yes. um, but mm-hmm. I was disappointed that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win. That was That's who I was hoping for, but mm-hmm. oh well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a uh, few disappointments, but I was actually <laughs> uh, saving them for my Anything Goes at the very end. Okay, so. all right. <clears throat> I'll say my disappointment was that I was not able to find the time to actually watch it. <laughs> there you go. Any d- disappointments, Dana? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm disappointed I missed the red carpet, to be honest. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. All right. So um, Mark would like to uh, introduce uh, the a CQ Researcher article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, and this is a nice little segue um, from our opening discussion, and hopefully it will be a nice lead-in to um, one of our special guests talking about a streaming movie um, service that uh, the library has. Um, CQ Researcher is actually one of the library's long-standing subscription databases. I, for one, it's it's one of my personal favorites, yeah, um, and I, th- I, I think a lot of the staff likes it. It's a good database for students to explore ideas, to get ideas about topics, uh, to further research them with suggested readings. Each, uh, each week they take some issue that's currently in the news and give a long report. If you print it out, it's, what, 30, 40 pages, pages yeah. sometimes? Yeah. If you read it online, it doesn't feel like that. No, it goes by quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a very recent report um, that came out uh, on February 8th of 2019, just a couple weeks ago, was Movie Industry Disruption. This particular report really tied in with the timing of the Oscars this year very nicely, uh, talking about some of the reasons why um, Black Panther, for example, and in the future more superhero films uh, may get nominated, that we're in a period of enormous uh, disruption for the Hollywood industry, and they're quite frankly worried. A, a lot of different things going on. The competition from streaming... We saw influence of streaming video in Oscars with Roma getting mm-hmm. a nomination. Mm-hmm. The makeup of the 
academy voters were predominantly white and male. There's been a lot of disruption with that. In this last uh, summer, um, some 75, 85 new um, members were brought in. Political, um, cultural um, factors that are playing a part. Um, there's a large part of the c- country that uh, just doesn't want anything to do with Hollywood yeah. um, right now. So anyway, it has been a period of big disruption and to try to get um, on balance, uh, something that Hollywood and the Academy has certainly been aware of is that films in the last few years that have been very popular have by and large been um, superhero films. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, the top um, five films were Black Panther, easily at the top, Avengers, Infinity War, and second, Incredibles 2, third, uh, Jurassic World, <laughs> Fallen Kingdom somehow was fourth, surprised me. <laughs> and Deadpool 2 was fifth. <laughs> Anybody, any thoughts, if they had a chance to skim over the, the report and uh, I did. its connection? I, I read most of it. It is 30 yeah, pages long. long. Yeah. I had um, that managed time, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, the reasons why are interesting. You know, if the superhero, you know, good guys winning sort of story, I think, is appealing, and maybe that's why, um, you know, people are coming out more to the to the movies, I guess, to watch. Um, theater companies are doing to get more people to come. Yeah. Um, So they're thinking outside of the box. Um, You know, here in Madison, we have that Flix Brew House that just opened up. And, you know, a lot of Marcus theaters and other theaters around the country are remodeling and revamping and having these, like, living room style. Huge, cushy, huge, um, sometimes couch situation, really good food. And um, so me personally, I love these things. Um, You know, of course, it translates to higher ticket prices. But... Um, so, so yeah, it's interesting to see how much it's changed just in like the last 10 years. Um, and like, you know, what they have to do kind of to stay relevant and keep people in. But yeah, the superhero, um, yeah, I, me personally, I'm a fan of those, you know, Marvel and DC and, um, you know, I, I, Jurassic Park, like, I've seen all those five films, which is funny. I haven't seen a lot of the Oscar-nominated films, but I've seen all five of those, so maybe that's telling. It's just viewers like that story, those types of stories. I don't know. Well, there's something to it. It's like an escapism, but you're yeah. still able to use that to tell really impactful stories and yeah. really relevant stories. I yeah. mean, Black Panther's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it so is. relevant. I haven't seen all of the ones that you listed, but so I think it's no surprise. I mean, yeah. I think... Yeah, I think it's time for the Academy to change. I mean, I think you can have structure and, like, um, still that same sort of, like, connection to, like, the, you know, the, the what's the word? Like, not standardization, but the, the way of doing things and the respect around the, yeah. uh, the awards. The but tradition of The it. tradition, yeah. thank you. Well, I mean, you know, the superhero films <coughs> have, have always won, like, the technical awards. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Sets and costumes and all that, but... Um, 
I don't know. Maybe they should have their own category for you know maybe. Wait, wait, superhero, which film. they almost did this yeah. year. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, came very close. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I guess I don't think that's such a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think a positive thing with this disruption is uh, Black Panther is a, a perfect thing for Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. It checks the superhero box, but mm-hmm. then um, all these other boxes and an important story to tell mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, yeah, it checks a lot more boxes for Hollywood than, for mm-hmm. example, Deadpool 2. Yeah, um, yeah. But, um, and it was just, like, visually, it was just such a cool film, film to watch. Like, aside from, you know, there's a lot of, like, like you said, boxes that were checked as far as, um, um, like, social mm-hmm. um, implications and the, the superhero, which everybody loves. But just visually, it was beautiful. And, and a, really cool tech. And I think that's what is driving box office numbers because sure. people want to see a big film in a theater, mm-hmm. whereas something like um, Green Book, although it did well at the box office too, is something that people are comfortable watching at home mm-hmm. later or you know, sure. through some streaming service. So, I mean, the other part of this disruption, which is completely upended television, is you know the streaming services that you know, in large part have moved away from films. You know, uh, Netflix is, and Amazon are both a lot about TV now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still a place people go to see movies. Um, so if nothing changes, I think, you know, we're going to continue to see these big, big films that the you want to see it on the big screen um, model. Sure. Uh, are going to dominate, you know, movie house box office. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. So I had a kind of a cool experience, actually. So speaking of actually going to the movies, and I'm just like any of us watch Netflix and Amazon and, like, you know, the whole stream idea. And even, like, some of the short films are able to get on some of those streaming, um, yeah. um, like like Netflix, and so you get more visibility. But we went to see... Um, can you ever forgive me at the cheap seats here in Madison? So, you know, you can't reserve your seats in time. It's still the same crappy seats that there was, you know, back in, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a line out the door. There was oh. no seats left. It was mm-hmm. this, like, experience I haven't had for a really long time sure. because I'm so used it's to... It's like a film festival yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, things would happen within the movie and the whole audience was like, oh, you know, like collectively, <laughs> like sighing or cheering. And I feel like, now to be fair, we were the youngest people in the theater. Yeah. Um, so there was a demographic mm-hmm. um, change uh, with that. But I don't even know if that matters. So it's in, like, I, I know the numbers are down and they're mm-hmm. competing with things like Black Panther. And there's nothing like you know, being able to get food delivered to you and have a comfy seat, that's yeah. amazing. And I do pay more for it. Yeah. And I love my Fandango app and all that. <laughs> but there was, it was a unique experience that I hadn't had in a while. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think it's still there. Yeah. And I think that's one of the yeah. things that's not so great about the lounge seating in the theaters mm-hmm. it, is, is that you, you sort of forget anybody else is there. Mm-hmm. You can't see heads mm-hmm. and you can't really hear people much either unless they're kids yelling or something. Now when the lady in front of me was going through her candy for like 10 minutes <laughs> I was missing my comfy seat but, yeah. but it was an old experience that I missed. I will say that I've noticed just in general, you know, we were talking about these great seats and how they've updated everything. You are I think for the most part, compared to maybe 10 years ago, like mm-hmm. we mentioned, so much farther away from the screen. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, they make the screens bigger, but because these seats and everything takes up right. so much more yeah. space, you, and then the, there's wider aisles. Um, you know, we were talking about this with the kids, our kids, they want to sit really close and, uh, you know, you can't because the screens are so much bigger because everything is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had the experience of going to tiny little movie houses and, you know, a town up north in Wisconsin and, it's you're the, you know you're the, the screen is not huge deluxe you know ultra screen um but i mean i get just as excited because i'm seeing it on not on my tv at home yeah um so it's it's funny you kind of make allowances depending on the film and where you are and but something like black panther i saw i mean I did not see it in the theater. I and, didn't either. I mean, we have a pretty big TV screen at home, yeah. but I I would definitely do it now if I had the chance. Black Panther, going back to something that uh, Chris brought up, I think Black Panther is one, it worked in multiple types yeah. of theaters, mm-hmm. but it worked just as well in the big comfy mm-hmm. theater seats as in um, the, the, you know, the older theaters where mm-hmm. because of the the community kind of thing, the audience factor, Um, and I think that even though there's been a little bit of a drop-off, the same thing is happening in the sports world right now, Mm -hmm. going back to sports analogies, um, that live sports right now have taken a little bit of a hit because Mm -hmm. of streaming services Mm -hmm. and everything, but uh, gradually it's, it's coming back a little bit because there's something about that audience ex- mm-hmm. experience and watching it with people and their reactions and uh, getting into it. So mm-hmm. I'm still hopeful. Um, I, I like the idea of the old movie house yeah. Um, yeah. And, and going to yeah. to the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> I think we come back it, to community at the end of the yeah, day with yeah. most things. It right. kind of sounds like all of us still like to go to the, the theater. Mm-hmm. We still you know, put forth that effort to mm-hmm. go and, yeah. And Bohemian Rhapsody was great to see in the theaters because yes. I loved getting blasted with Queen's music. That was awesome. <laughs> so, all right. So, Chris, why don't you tell us about Stream? Yeah, I think this is like a perfect transition. For okay. <laughs> Stream is a um, an ongoing film event that the uh, Libraries and Academic Support Services is hosting. Uh, it's it's new, but it's sort of a newly branded new. If you were around last year, you would have heard potentially of our film series. We did a couple of those. This is just a reworking of that. Um, Stream is uh, both highlighting our streaming media databases, which is a resource that we have here through the libraries. It's wonderful. Both Canopy and Films on Demand are available. You know, the, that you can do from the comfort of your home. <laughs> But STREAM is actually more than that. Uh, It's an acronym that stands for Screenings of Thoughtful, Relevant, Engaging, and Artful Movies. Um, And what that means is while we're promoting our databases and the streaming services that we have, we are also highlighting those films in a community setting. So going back to what you were saying, Mark, um, these films work in in all different um, arenas, and we are hosting these both um, at Truex and in the regions and the metro campuses. Um, Here at Truex, when we do show them, they'll be in the Truex Library Commons. If you haven't been up there, it's the space just outside the library in the third floor gateway. Uh, Usually there's a fireplace or an aquarium on the the screen, but when we do our our events, that's where the films will be. It's comfy seating. Um, You can come and go as you you need to. 
Um, our next, uh, we just actually showed the Oscar shorts, not the, the current shorts, but we, through Canopy, have access to many of the Oscar-nominated films, including many documentaries and short films. So we um, chose three that we showed last week, and the regions wrapped up showing them today, actually. Um, we showed Sing, uh, Silent Child, and Mr. Hublot, mm-hmm. um, which were wonderful short films, um, all in both live-action and animated categories. But I wanted to highlight that on March 27th at 3 o'clock, we'll be showing Wonder Women. So kind of that superhero tie-in. Everything's mm-hmm. sort of working naturally here. Um, it's a documentary um, by filmmaker Christy Guevara Flanagan. Uh, it's a few years old now, but it is the untold story of American superheroines. So while its focus is around Wonder Woman and the um, sort of the history and progression of Wonder Woman from the start through today... I mean, it does end before the the most latest film, so you know you know where it picks up then. Um, it does touch on other um, superhero heroines um, throughout superheroine history. <laughs> so if you um, you know are into Buffy or Wonder Woman or any number of other um, characters, they are highlighted um, mm-hmm. and goes behind the scenes with folks like Linda Carter, Lindsay Wagner, um, and then also talks to Kathleen Hanna and Gloria Steinem and such. So it's a fantastic documentary. It's only an hour long, Mm -hmm. so um, it's it's an easy one to sit through. But even if you can stop by for 10, 15, 20 minutes, you can finish it up on Canopy, and it's it's well worth your time. Um, But yeah, we strive generally to have these films be thoughtful and relevant to current events or trends, potentially related to areas of study, or maybe just some artful, um, engaging films um, coming up in, throughout the next semesters. Um, so look for that. Great. Okay, please join us. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Now, Dana, why don't you tell us how we can find AFI's best films in our libraries? Great, thanks. So um, you may have noticed my voice has been absent the previous <laughs> couple of segments. I'm not a big fan of spending time in front of the screens for whatever reason. It's just not where I find myself very often. However, of those lists of five um, hero films, I have watched three of those, which (laughs) is very surprising. (laughs) One thing that I do really like is helping people to find resources, especially things that may have like timeless lasting value or um, are just great films that they should watch. And the American Film Institute... It is a nonprofit educational arts organization that uh, promises to preserve and pass down the heritage of the motion picture. They've, uh, they've got a really great dedicated uh, set of lists of greatest films, and one of them is the 100 Greatest American Films of All Time. They call it AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies. This list, I have spent a significant amount of time in our Truex libraries collecting each one of these 100 top films. And not only did we purchase them and catalog them and add them to our collection, we also put a sticker on the sides of them so you can find them very easily just by visually browsing our feature film stacks. And how many of the 100 do we have? All of them. We do have all. Ooh, oh, well, yes, nice. unless some were not returned, which is maybe <laughs> one of my possible. pet peeves. That <laughs> things don't always come back, and then you have to rebuy them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this list of 100 films, it's great. Does anybody want to take a guess what the number one film of all time is? Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Yes. 
Yes. Okay, come with the wind. Awesome. <laughs> and I bet Godfather's up there. Um, top five? Uh, Godfather did not make oh. it. Oh, top ten? Godfather's number two. Okay. Is, it, is oh. it Godfather one or two? <laughs> is it Godfather two? Um, the nineteen seventy two, The Godfather. Okay. I think three didn't get in there. <laughs> well, and that's okay. Yeah. It's I only think you one or two that matter. Read the top five. So what else? Is okay, there? so number three is Erica's guess of Casablanca. Number four, <laughs> Raging Bull, ah. and number five, Singing in the Rain. Really, oh, Raging, Raging Bull? Bull? I'm surprised. It's a good film, oh, but yeah. I. Do you, have, do you happen to know how often they update this list? I imagine. They <laughs> I have do. To be. I do know that. Good question. So the uh, original list came out in 1997, and then in. Uh, 2007, a jury of 1,500 film artists, critics, and historians mm. made a 10-year anniversary updated list. So they did oh. update it in 2007, which has made me curious if, if they're going to update it, it again. Given mm-hmm. all the disruption in, yeah. in the film industry and right. whether or not that uh, trickles to mm-hmm. the yeah. film institute. Well, I yeah. think you, if you're going to have a best of list, I think it always has to be updated. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right. So um, that is a half of what I have been working on with the uh, feature films. The other half would be American Film Institute's 10 Top 10, they call it. So they also have made the top 10 lists of the, the best films in 10 different categories. Okay. Oh, okay. And we have all 100 of those films as well. Great. So some of them are on both lists, um, such as Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, they're pretty disparate lists. So these also have separate uh, stickers on the spines. As you're in the Truex library, you mm-hmm. can see either the 10 Top 10 or AFI's Top 100 stickers. And uh, just a little teaser, those Top 10 categories is animation, romantic comedy, western, sports, mystery, fantasy, sci-fi, gangster, Courtroom drama and epic. Hmm. And <laughs> does anyone want to guess what the top epic film was of all time? Sir Lawrence of Arabia. Ben Hurt. That's great. What was your guess, Matthew? Lawrence of Arabia. It was Lawrence of Arabia. Yep. So for some super awesome, not necessarily brand new films, but timeless, mm-hmm. classic, mm-hmm. awesome films, check on, uh, hop on up to the library and check out their uh, AFI's collection and our feature films. Great. All right. Thanks, Dana. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to meet and interview Brianna from Student Life about alternative spring break. Here's the interview. I am speaking with Brianna Stapleton-Welch. She is the program advisor for the Volunteer Center and Service Learning in Student Life. Welcome. Thanks. Tell us about your position here at Madison College and how long you've been here with the college. Well, I've been with Madison College for about six months, so I'm still learning the cycle of the academic school year, and my position is to support the Volunteer Center, which is a student organization, and then also to support service learning initiatives throughout the college. And tell us about the Alternative Spring Break and your role as program advisor. Yes, so the Alternative Spring Break is an opportunity for students to take their spring break and have a great time and a meaningful experience during spring break with service learning and connecting with others. Um, Often people think of spring break as, you know, if you have the time and resources to go to an awesome destination and, you know, spend some time with friends, (laughs) and that's happening in alternative spring break, and there's a real focus on service. 
um, yeah, it's a, a really great program and it has a, a long history here at Madison College. Yeah, that's great. I, I when I was in college, I didn't, uh, I don't even think that existed. I don't know. Maybe it did. <laughs> I just, yeah, I wasn't looking around for mm-hmm. it. What are the requirements for attending an alternative spring break? Sure. So students have to be enrolled here at Madison College and working uh, towards degree credit classes. They need to complete an application and they need to commit some finances towards the trip. So for our out-of-state trips, those are $550. And for the local break, that's $95. So that, you know, is pricey, but it does include all transportation and meals and educational experiences. Uh, So when you think about a trip to Florida, it's actually a pretty good rate for a a spring break experience in Florida or Arkansas. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you tell us what the students will be doing? Yes. So in Florida, the student team is going to Panama City Beach, which was hit hard by right. Hurricane Michael. Okay. So they are going to be focusing on addressing a lot of the severe wind damage that happened there. Okay. That will involve things like demolition and reconstruction, um, removing downed trees, which are still a right. huge issue in the area. And that group is going to be led by a faculty advisor from the construction and remodeling program, which is great because he's going to bring some great expertise. And there's several students on that service team who are also in that program and can help uh, share those skills with the other volunteers who will be learning along the way as they work on that. That sounds great. Yeah. And for Arkansas, they're going to the Heifer Ranch. So there's a team of students there. You may be familiar with Heifer International. Yes. Um, Okay. Yeah. So they do a lot of work supporting communities in economic sustainability with agriculture, especially to address food insecurity and poverty. And at the Heifer Ranch, the students are going to learn a lot about uh, global hunger and food systems, and they're going to do some simulation experiences to see what that looks like. And then they're also going to help out around the ranch. So that includes fun things like working with baby goats and, you know, preparing yeah. planting for the spring. And, I want to yeah. go. It sounds really fun. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. cuter than a baby goat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, and there's, an, there's also an opportunity to volunteer here in Madison. And can you tell us about that? Yeah, we have a new opportunity this year, a local alternative spring break, because Students may not be able to spring for the 550 price point, or a lot of us have responsibilities where you have to care for family members and and can't do overnight commitment for spring break. So that local experience will take the key elements of alternative spring break where we're building a fun um, team atmosphere as a group and serving the community, having some time exploring the area, but that's going to be focused here in Madison. So each day, the students are going to meet at the Truex campus, get in a van, head out to a different volunteer location and that that spring break will include a wide variety of volunteer opportunities everything from going to the beacon day shelter downtown to serving a meal at ronald mcdonald house to distributing books for the madison reading project to cleaning up a local park so a little bit of everything that week great i know the deadline has already passed for this spring break um but Is there any news on uh, the winter break for 2019-2020? Sure. Well, we have some good news about the local break. We have extended the deadline, and we're still recruiting students for the Madison area alternative break. So if students want to get interested, they should definitely contact us. Okay. And then for winter break, there will be something offered in January of 2020. Okay. Destination still to be determined. Uh, Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah, because we want student input. So we're hoping to have some ways to get students involved in helping to select those destinations. Sure. Next year. All right. If students are interested, how can they reach you? 
They can email the Volunteer Center, okay. volunteercenter at madisoncollege.edu. That's probably the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of us. Great. Okay. Um, well, Brianna, thank you for taking the time as in speaking with us. And we'd like to invite you back and with some students that have been yes. on the trip. And I think that would be really great and probably drum up some business for you, maybe. And so thank you very much. We'll stay tuned for part two. Great. Okay. Thank yep. you. And we're back. And now it's time for Trivial Observations with Mark. Okay, given the um, theme of our discussion uh, this week, movies and the Oscars, we're going to um, give one of our panels today an Oscar award for their knowledge <laughs> of Best Picture winners throughout the history of the Academy Awards. Ah. The panel will be given keyword clues for 10 different Best Picture films, earning five points... <laughs> If they can guess the title after one keyword, four points after two, and so on. <laughs> okay. you, get, you get the idea. We get it. <laughs> um, obviously, if nobody guesses it, nobody gets any points. Uh, one of the panelists guesses a film. They will have the first opportunity of also guessing for a bonus point the year Ooh, that it won the Oscar. Right. Not the year that it came out, the year that it won the oh, Oscar. Sure. Okay. Uh, and if they don't get it, then the rest of um, the panelists can try to steal it. All right. And again, the person with the most points at the end um, will get the Oscar. We don't have buzzers. How does this work? We just yell? You know, that that is a <laughs> great point. <That's> an issue. <laughs> that is now, an issue. From our, our lunchtime quizzes, we have to wait till the answer is done or the or question, question is, is asked. Um, well, <laughs> luckily, um, luckily, you're going to just get short just keywords. So. Okay. And I did think, you know, that uh, there's going to be situations where a few people may get the answer uh, just about the same time. And in that case, you, you both will get the points. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Marshall McLuhan. Ooh. Give me a couple seconds, and then before we get the next keyword. Marshall McLuhan. Okay. The next keyword for this film, Chippewa Falls. Titanic? Not all this hard. Um, With these films here, uh, no film... The five keywords will only fit one okay. film. So, okay. so far we have Marshall McLuhan, Chippewa Falls. Ready for the next? Yep. New York City. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the first one, huh? <laughs> they get harder, right? I like this. Mm, no guesses. No. The fourth one, the fourth keyword, la-di-da. What is Andy Hall? Oh. All right, so that would be two well points for Matt. Now and they all Matt, back you to me, get yes, the first chance then of um, guessing the year. 1978. You know what? I'm going to give it to you because it's 1977. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that this, otherwise this could uh, take a long oh, time. Okay. If you, I tell you what, if you're within like one um, of it, so sure. yeah. So, Matt uh, has scored three points. All right, next film. Good job, Matthew. Okay, the next film. Your first um, keyword, Elvis Presley. Jailhouse Rock. I did not win an Oscar, but... (laughs) Your second keyword, Alabama football. What is 
Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump oh, is the oh, answer. Nice. Excellent. But how is Elvis Presley right at the beginning? Okay, right at the beginning, yeah. uh, Elvis mm-hmm. is going through oh, and sees right. the young Forrest Gump I and making his, that. you know, mm-hmm. kind of sure. with his, yeah. Okay. Okay. That was clever. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's uh, four points. Uh, very good, Matt. And the, uh, year? the year? Forrest Gump was 1993. That would have been my guess, too. Um, I would have said 94. That's a couple years off. Okay. Um, 94 is within one. Do I get it's points? It's 1995, so oh. you, you get a point for stealing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third film, um, first keyword, Two Dreams. Two Dreams. Hmm. These are best picture. These okay. are best picture films, Just to yes. Confirm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, your next um, keyword coin flip. Two Dreams, coin flip. Okay, your third um, Rio Grande. Two Dreams, coin flip, Rio Grande. Okay, your fourth keyword for this, Cormac McCarthy. Oh, Two um, Dreams. No Country for Old Men. Uh, is correct. I knew a Coen Brothers had to be in there somewhere. I was thinking, I and Coen Brothers was <laughs> yeah, the final. I was thinking Lone Star, but then I was like, mm. oh, All right, and Kelly, do you want to take a guess at the year? Oh, gosh, that had to be like 10 years ago. I'll say 2009. Um, 2008. Okay. So, I was going to say seven. So. <laughs> okay. Um, Good film. Mm -hmm. Next film, Underwear. Underwear. Okay. I'm going to guess Goodbye Girl. Great guess. um, (laughs) But no. And again, yeah, um, at least at the start, uh, (laughs) the keyword's Birdman. Awesome. Very, very well done. Is that Uh, it? That is it. Wow. So five points uh, (laughs) for Chris there. The other clues there were Levitation, uh, Broadway, Raymond Carver, and then mm. uh, finally Michael Keaton. 2016? Uh, within one year, 2015. So that's one more point. The next. Um, the good ones, then. Chewing is your first clue. Chewing. Mm. No. Your next clue, murder. Chewing. Murder. Hmm. You said whistling and murder, I'd guess M, but that's... Okay. Your third clue, Philadelphia. Chewing, murder, Philadelphia. Chewing. <laughs> I want to know so much. I know. Everybody chews. Yeah. <laughs> in every movie. Somebody, somebody in this film chews a lot. Um, okay, so. chewing, murder, Philadelphia, Mississippi. What is... Uh, heat of, the Heat of the Night. Oh, the Heat of the Night. Yeah. Excellent. Nice work. Oh. And the chewing, uh, Rod Steiger, yes. um, his character was supposed to mm-hmm. chew tobacco. He didn't, actually, so to create the illusion, he just stuffed a bunch of oh, gum gosh. during the... Wow. Um, okay. Oh, good. Goodness. So that was uh, two points for Matt. And Matt, the year? 1967. Um, within one, 68. Yep. Wow. Very good. Wow. Very good. Okay, the Good next film. movie, Sharks, is your first clue. Jaws? Jaws. No. <laughs> Sharknado, did that one? <laughs> your second clue, Doc's Drugstore. Sharks, 
Doc's Drugstore. Oh. Your third clue is PRs. So Sharks, Doc's Drugstore, PRs. Mm. West Side Story? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Your fourth clue was um, Officer Crumpkey. Oh, no. And then the fifth clue, uh, 20. So that um, is three points for Chris. Chris, the year. I got sure I know the year of this one. Um, Because Rita Moreno was uh, Mm -hmm. 63. Yep, you're within a year, 62. All right, very good. The next film, (laughs) Cincinnati, is your first clue. Cincinnati. Mm. Oh. Go ahead. No. I will guess. <laughs> I need uh, another clue. Second clue, camera. Cincinnati, camera. Oh my gosh. Third clue, Judge Wapner. Cincinnati. Oh, Rain Cam- Man? Rain Man. Oh, Rain Man. Good I job. Very oh. good. I finally got one. Yep. And so the, year? Judge the year? Uh, early Tom Cruise. 92? Uh, close, but not, you're a few years off. One. Yeah. 89. Yeah. 89. I was going to okay. say it was, yeah, yeah. 80s. Okay. It was like on that it's like where the, cusp, yeah. Yeah. the other two clues were Buick Roadmaster and then Counting Cards. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, three more. Um, first clue, Sam. Sam. Okay. Casablanca. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, nice, nice nicely done. And the year, this the year might be tough on this one. Uh-huh. I'm going to say 43. You're 44. Nice. Right, so. Very well. <laughs> Great. Okay, two more. Uh, your first clue, Dance the Night Away. Dance the Night Away. Was it Saturday Night Live? Or Saturday, Saturday Night, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever? No. no. Your second clue, Science Fiction. Dance the Night Away. Science fiction. Science fiction. Hmm. Shape of water. Uh, that's a great guess. No. Your third clue: Canadian caper. Dance the night away. <laughs> Science fiction. Canadian caper. Oh, gosh. Mm. Mm. These no are tough clue. I don't even know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Dance the night away. Science fiction. Canadian caper. CIA. Oh, Argo. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, I wouldn't have gotten that. that. Yeah. No. And That's the year, film. Kelly? I'll say um, ugh, 2013. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Okay. Great. And the very last one, and it looks like it's going to be close between Kelly, Matt, and Chris. So your very last one, Cuba, is your first clue. Cuba. Godfather. Um, which, which Godfather? Godfather 2. It is Godfather 2. <laughs> <laughs> and what year? Oh, 81? Uh, not no. 81. Um, oh. I will try to 74. steal that. For and 2, right? What's that? For Godfather this 2. This is for Godfather 2, yeah. yeah it I was actually it's, just a few years 74, after. yeah. 70, and yeah. 75 was the, oh, okay. yeah, it, right. it came out. In, so I'll give you both a point <laughs> well, on that. no, one. you don't um, have to give it. Godfather 3 was later, right? That was the 80s? No, that I think that was like 91 oh. or something. Yeah, because it was Sophia Coppola. Yeah, yeah. Kelly had 14 points, Matt had 11 points, and Chris, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, Chris had 16 points, 
Wow. All right, Chris is the winter, and she's been giving given Ooh, a nice. gift certificate. <laughs> Ouch! Nice. We'll, we'll have to put that on the uh, put it on the fridge in the break room. There you All go. Right. And if you did want to sell it on eBay, that is a uh, the copyright. Uh, nice. Okay, Oscar the Grouch. And that and that's a trivia for this week. So. Right. Well, that was very tough. Thanks for wow. yeah, it was fun, it's but the tough. toughest yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Now it is time for our Anything Goes recommendations. Who would like to go first? I can go first. Okay. Uh, at our public library in DeForest, where I live, not far from here, um, they are always trying to think of, um, and a lot of libraries do this, um, sort of alternative services they can provide their patrons. And they actually have a pretty extensive cake pan collection. Oh, you can fun. check, you know, they're the preformed yeah. cake pans. Um, and I had found this out not that long ago, and I actually, for a while, was big into making these, you know, preformed cakes for my kids. So I actually donated some mm. of the pans that I have to our um, local public library. So I just uh, recommend that you kind of look and see what other services your library provides, aside from, like, literary um Options and you'd be surprised. I think nowadays that there will be other um, other options, and then also um, you know think about donating something yeah. that you have. Um, everybody's under budget constraints, so I sure. think they can use the help. Yeah, that's what I have. All right, Dana, would you like to go next? Uh, sure. So my recommendation is to get out and be you. Um, <laughs> yes. A little generic, but uh, try something that you know you should be doing or you you thought you'd like to try it or just try something new um, and just get out and do it. Um, there's a difference between knowing something and doing it, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know I should be doing that. Um, my, my recent thing is um, meditating. I recently started meditating and it's really awesome. And I've always known that. I've, I've, everybody who does it says it's awesome, and now I know that because mm-hmm. I do it. So, um, yeah, if there's anything that you've been meaning to do or think mm-hmm. you should do, do it. <laughs> Was there a book or that got you started with it or just... Well, there there is a book in our collection that I haven't read that came across my desk, and it did inspire me. It's called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Mm. Um, he's that news anchor that had a panic attack, and mm. oh, he yeah. started meditating, and um, and the title is 10% Happier because he's like, eh, it makes me about 10% happier, and <laughs> that's kind of what he says, and, and it's true. Like, I'm just happier every day. Like, it's really great. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. All right, well, I'll go next. Um, It's been 20 years since the cinematic masterpiece Office Space was released. (laughs) I know. Can you believe it? And um, Bling. (laughs) (laughs) What? Bling. Okay, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, There's an interesting article in uh, the AV Club titled A A 20-Year Case of the Mondays, Mm. um, What the Legacy of Office Space Is. And... um, uh, I know when it when it came out, it was actually a, a failure. Um, yeah. In fact, one of the uh, studio executives said to Mike Judd, "Nobody wants to see your little movie about ordinary people and their boring lives." Mm. And I just, I'm always amazed. I don't think a week goes by that I don't run across uh, an office space meme on the mm. internet. And um, although that film came out and it hit a nerve with Gen Xers, the millennials have just taken it over. Yeah. <laughs> 
And um, so, and just some of the things I think about it almost every day when I'm at my desk and I misplace my stapler. Of course. <laughs> and I think, I need my, sta- what does he say? Um, I want my stapler back, mm-hmm. or I think, I believe you've taken my stapler. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you knew this, this is a nice little bit of trivia, but um, the, the swing line red stapler that Milton has in office space was an invention by the prop department. And um, it was actually spurred into mass production by the film's uh, popularity. So I was unaware. Um, Mm, That's pretty cool. But anyway, I'm sure everybody here has seen it, but if you haven't, watch it. Watch it again. I plan on watching it again. Just reading this article, just kind of like, oh, yeah, I missed that part. um, But anyway, so office Mm, space. We have it in our collection. (laughs) Yes. All right. How about you, man? My recommendation is TV. Um, Get yourself a TV. Um, no, I spend more time. I, I, fi- I finally finished, courtesy of the South Central Library System, um, four seasons of, and that's all there is. Four seasons of Last Man on Earth, mm. Will Forte's series. So it's over. It finished last spring in 2018. It was canceled. Um, they had a fifth season in mind, and they kind of knew where it was going to go. But um, Fox canceled the series. But you can see the first four seasons on video through the public libraries and it's 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 just so much fun to watch mm-hmm. that's what i got all right i'll let you mark and my recommendations for this week tie in with our discussions from earlier a uh, couple disappointments with uh, the oscars <laughs> uh two films that were uh two of my favorite from uh, 2018 that had no nominations at all and i'm not sure why um eighth grade yeah um oh. A feature film and a documentary. Won't you be my neighbor? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that is yeah. true. Um, the Independent Spirit Awards, though, they did honor both of those they films, did, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All uh, right. How about you, Chris? Yeah. Uh, mine ties in with the Oscars as well. Uh, I wasn't sure what to say, but I think the best. My was it called trivial? Trivial, uh, trivial observations. observations. Yes. Um, or what? <laughs> Anything goes. Anything goes. Uh, oh. um, is recommending Black Klansmen. Um, my partner and I see all try to see all the films every year. Um, so we got to twenty nine of the fifty two, and mm-hmm. of um, all those twenty nine, Black Klansmen um, was far and above the okay, best yeah. film. It was a great film. So that was my pick for the year, um, mm-hmm. regardless of category. And mm-hmm. so yeah. if you get a chance, it's in our collection, and mm-hmm. it's it's a great film. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Thank, thank you to Matthew and Chris. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And you're invited back anytime you want. And uh, the Overdue Podcast has been a production of Madison College Libraries and the Student Achievement Center. Please rate and review us on YouTube and iTunes. Um, it helps more people find us. And see you next time. Gucci. <laughs>